Hi, welcome to Claybrook Chats with Barb. As we sit here in Claybrook and chat, I will introduce you to some of my creative and interesting friends who live in a small community in Northeastern Ohio. Hopefully as we chat, you'll learn something new or educational, maybe humorous, but always positive. My goal is to have you pause at the end and say, wow, I didn't know that. And just maybe you will tell some of your friends and family about it and come back and listen to my next Claybrook chat. Talk to you later. Bye. Welcome to Claybrook Chats. Today I have Daryl and John Hirsch as my guests. They operate a nonprofit counseling service in East Palestine called Ozer Ministries and have been doing that for 36 years. I invited them today to talk to us about what Ozer Ministries does and how their life experiences have inspired them to become helpers. I think you will find their life journey to be very interesting. Well, hi, Daryl and John. I want to thank you for stopping over today and chatting with me a little bit about your uh, mission, I guess it would be called. Our pleasure. Yes. Yes, we've been looking forward to it. Well, I'm so glad to have you here today. So why don't we start a little bit uh, by, or start at the beginning by telling me, who are you? You want to take turns on who you got, who you are? John, you're originally from East Palestine. Yes, I'm originally from East Palestine, grew up here, went to school here, graduated from high school here, and uh, I just love the town. My dad was superintendent of schools here for about 33 years. My mom was a school teacher, and so I grew up in education. <laughs> ah, good. That's a good field to grow yes, up in. Yes, it is. But you didn't go into education in that sense. No, I didn't. My parents, I think, wanted me to become a teacher. And I started a school at Ohio State in this college of education. But my real, real heart was really in journalism and also radio broadcasting. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you could have been a podcaster. But... <laughs> yeah, <I could've> been. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you really like that. But then how did your journey bring you to me now doing what you're doing, which we'll talk about in a minute. So I think, well, I met Daryl when I was in mortuary college in Chicago. She was a uh, secretary there working during the summer months. And uh, we got to know each other through her working there and me being a student there. And I didn't really pay too much attention to her when I was in the school. I was more interested <laughs> in uh, studying and, and spending my time getting ready to pass my state boards and in uh, embalming and funeral directing. And uh, so I didn't really, we didn't really get together until one time I just went out to Chicago to see my old professors. And I was at, at uh, the school and I was about ready to leave and Daryl was working and she said, oh, are you going down downtown? Could I bubble ride with you downtown so I can catch a bus out to my home. And I told her I'd do her one better. I would take her home. Wow. <laughs> Brave so, guy there. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we got together. Was that your favorite pickup line, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so then did you continue on and become a, a mortuary? Yes, I did. Um, I was a uh, licensed funeral director and embalmer for about 22 years. 
was it here or was it? Uh, no, I started out with my uncle who had a funeral home in Vermillion, Ohio. Oh. And I worked for him for about a year. And then I went down to a funeral home in Cago Falls by Akron. And I worked there for about, oh, it was about 12, 13 years, I think. And then I went to a funeral home in Columbus. And I knew the funeral director and the owner there for a number of years. And I worked there for probably two or three years. And then I figured I had enough. And so I decided I was going to change careers. Uh-huh. And that meant going back to school or? Went back to school. And uh, that's the way it And that evolved. was getting a degree in? In, in uh, communication. Communication. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So then somewhere in amongst that journey, she uh, became your wife, right? Correct. correct. <laughs> so, Daryl, what were you doing then? Okay. You were working. Yes. Well, I met John, like John said, in Chicago, and I was going to school at the University of Illinois in the Medical Center, which was right close to the Mortuary College. And uh, we got married about, what, a year later, oh, yeah. or a year and a half later. And uh, so I just Wherever John was, I went with him and when I was always going to school. Now, my major changed a lot because I was in pre-med for a while. I taught for a while, um, but I was always going to school and always working and you were always working. Um, and you went to nursing school too. Yes, I went ago. to nursing school too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> I like going to school. <laughs> you know, I do too. Yeah. We are perpetual lifelong learners. Yes. Mm -hmm. I enjoy yeah. learning. Yeah. Yes. And then I ended up working in a school for yes. 35, right. 40 years, yes. you know, just, and it was always at the, every fall. Yeah. You need to learn something new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and you I liked working in the inner city because uh, when we lived in the Cleveland area, I worked in the inner city and, uh, I ha even had an interpreter because some of the students were Hispanic. So, so your your experience then led you to make this decision to start what is called Ozer or Ozar Ministries. Yes, and actually, it was a little bit more than that because um, I've I had a lot of trauma in my childhood and a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. And it created issues for in our marriage. And you, then you were a workaholic also. Workaholic. And he was always gone. And of course, then I compensated by going to school and always working. Because as a funeral director and bomber, you're always on call 24 right. hours a day. Yeah. And we looked good as a couple. We oh, were yeah. a professional couple. But inside, I was really unhappy. So uh, it got to a place where... We were having a lot of issues in our marriage, and I was really unhappy. And whenever I would say that to you, you'd say things like, well, I don't know. I don't know why you are unhappy. I'm doing all this for you. And I'm thinking in my head, if you're doing all this for me, why don't I feel better about it? So I, then I threatened to leave and separate for a while. And then what did you decide to do? I decided I better take a long, hard look at myself. <laughs> Let's go back to East yeah. Palestine and start over. <laughs> and uh, so I, I decided to change. And I know Daryl didn't really think I was really doing a hard change. But after a period of time, she saw I really was trying to change. And didn't make, make I didn't get do things right 
right away. Yeah. I mean, I struggled and, Ooh, and we all that. do. And yeah. uh, so we, we decided to stick it out and uh, she could see some changes that I was making in my, my own life. And, yeah. And really working on, on our trauma and working on our marriage was, I think the hardest thing I've ever done because you have to face a lot of truth about yourself and then you have to sometimes change your thinking. You have to learn how to be more open. You have to learn how to talk about your feelings. You have to take risks. You have to learn how to trust. You have to deal with your anger. You have to learn how to forgive. <laughs> sometimes you have to change your priorities. I mean, we had a lot of work to do and it was really hard, but we learned a lot about how to we've learned a lot about the healing process and that i think is our strength we understand the healing process and the process of recovery and then as a result of that we both went back to school and started our ministry in 1987. Wow. i had a problem one time with alcohol too and uh, i was trying to cover up all my pain and hurt and all that with alcohol and that didn't work because eventually you still come back to that pain. So I had to take a long, hard look at myself and realize that this alcohol isn't doing me any good. Which really makes both of you very good counselors. Yes. Because you've lived, we've been there. you've walked that road and you <laughs> yeah. know what those people are experiencing instead yes. of coming right out of college and opening your door and saying, I'll help you exactly. when they haven't had those life experiences. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a interesting story you have there <laughs> just about your life. So um, Ozar Ministries, what does Ozar mean? It's the Hebrew word for helper mm -hmm. because we feel that uh, we're supposed to help people, help themselves, and then in turn help others. And there is a G. I didn't know that moment. <laughs> and so the, my listeners should be saying that too, because yeah. that was one of the questions that people said to me when I told them I was going to interview you was, what does that mean? Right. So it means helping. Yes. Because and then the name came from when I was in Bible college in Charlotte, uh, there was a Hebrew teacher there and I asked him what would be a good name for a ministry. And he came up with that mm -hmm. since we are a helping ministry. Mm -hmm. Okay. And explain what is a ministry in your realm of the way that you're doing things you don't have church services no, no. uh things like that you're more of a counseling center yes, is that faith-based which means that we do everything on a donation basis we... and and also we do what we do because of our faith right a lot of times i think people think we we're faith-based and that means we promote our faith we do not promote our faith we encourage people to have a faith and have values, but we do not promote our faith. Mm -hmm. So, Okay. So whenever you're doing this, what does a, a normal day work look like for you? You both have specialties. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You are specializing in? Uh, really trauma. Uh, I have contracts with Job and Family Services for uh, domestic violence and childhood trauma, and also two-parent families. And that doesn't mean two, the two parents need to be married, but um, Job and Family Services recognizes that children do better with two parents. Mm -hmm. So that's the contracts I have. And uh, yeah, I primarily work with domestic violence 
And uh, that means I travel because a lot of individuals do not have transportation. And uh, I might be going to Selineville or Wellsville or East Liverpool or Columbiana. You just, I never know where, exactly where I'm going. And I get referrals from the court system. I get referrals from Children's Services. I get referrals from Help Me Grow, WIC, um, other agencies, um, and then word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times if people are happy, then they will tell other people about us. Okay. And John, what do you do? Where do you uh, normally I go also do counseling to couples and individuals and men. And a lot of times I work with at-risk youth because we're also chaplains at the Tobin Attention Center, which is a juvenile detention facility that houses youth from Columbiana, uh, Carroll, Jefferson, and Stark Counties. Okay. And uh, I work with a lot of youth that have been in trouble with the law and, and mm -hmm. that and just bring, hopefully give them hope where they feel hopeless in a lot of ways. Okay. So if a, if a child or a young person gets in trouble, like for drinking, yeah. then they would go before the court or the court, the yeah. court Juvenile places judge them in, in Lisbon. So what does the Tobin Center do? What? It's a temporary housing facility for uh, at-risk youth that have broken the law. A lot of times they get sent there by their by the juvenile court or their probation officer. And uh, they're housed there. A lot of times they're sent out to DYS, which is the Department of Youth Services, which is a statewide prison system for youth. Or they go to uh, Faircrest and... Uh, mm -hmm. Faircrest is out of Canton and part of the multi-county juvenile attention or detention center. Hmm. Well, I had heard of the Tobin Center, but there's another, gee, I didn't know that thing. Um, so they can either stay there or it's a temporary place, but you also go there and you work with them one-on-one. -on -one work with or... them one-on-one. -on -one. We do church services there every Sunday afternoon and uh, we do special programs. We get special speakers to come in. We've had uh, Don Cockroft, who used to kick for the Cleveland Browns. He's come in a couple of times. I got to know him real well. Yeah. And we've had uh, other professional athletes, professional basketball players and uh, football players that have come in. Uh -huh. And the youth really relate to that because they, they're yeah. like, like their idols. And a lot of times they'll bring pictures and autograph the pictures to the youth individually, too. Well, that's, that's unfortunately, those people or those young people haven't had a lot of the advantages that that we have right that some of us have had whenever we were growing up by having a healthy or a happy home or yes but most people really didn't have those uh oh, leave it to beaver homes oh, or no, uh, <laughs> no that's only on tv and you know i i think that kind of hurts us a yes. little bit yeah. as we were growing up we saw that on television and thought that that's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And I don't know anybody who had lives like no, that. No, no, But they set that bar there and you're thinking that if you didn't have that kind of a life, then something's yes. wrong with you. Yes. But exactly. I guess we just all have to figure that out on our own. Yeah. So, well, that sounds like that would keep you kind of busy. Yes, it does. Yeah. Every so, day. <laughs> every day. Well, yeah. Even if you do church services or services for them. Right. On Sundays, you're out mm -hmm. seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And then are you on call then? Are there like mm -hmm. either one of you? Yes. I mean, 
And we've gotten calls to Tobin if there's been an issue. Like, for example, if a youth has lost a grand grandparent or a parent or or they're in the hospital or that, they'll call us 24-7 mm-hmm. and we'll come in. We'll do, drop whatever we're doing or, or get up out of bed and go in. And then uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the domestic violence part. Um, I collected one time for Kiwanis, I did a purse collection with the mm-hmm. container. I remember. And there were different places that I took that, like in Mahoning County, and then there mm-hmm. was one place in Columbiana. Is there a place for people in Columbiana County to go to? If Yes, it's Christina House, which is in Lisbon, and that's our shelter in Lisbon. And I believe the phone number is 330-420-0036. And then uh, we also have a a legal advocate, and she's uh, at Catholic Charities in Lisbon. And uh, she's the one that you talk to if you need a protection order in that. So if somebody um, was experiencing some Mm -hmm. kind behavior. Yes. Um, they could call you. Yes, absolutely. And get information. Yes. You see this poster up there that. Yes, I, I have one in our. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we've put those all over town. I really right. appreciated um, that. Yeah. Domestic violent, violence angels yes. so that I took pictures of. But um, yeah. And that was one of the aha moments that I learned whenever you started having that contest mm-hmm. was that there were no notices in Columbiana County on where to go if you were having some sort of domestic violence in your life. Right. So hopefully we got those put out in a few places anyway. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, so you said that you are um, a fundraising type thing. You have to have fundraisers and you have donations mm-hmm. and to cover your expenses and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about some of the projects that you do? Yes. Our our current project is in August and this is the seventh year we've done the art exhibit and the art exhibit is for domestic violence awareness. That is to help people be aware of the impact of domestic violence because it affects everyone. It affects you know, healthcare, it affects employers, it affects children, it affects schools. So um, our art exhibit is in August and this this year the theme is uh, men, it happens to us too. But that also means it happens to little boys mm-hmm. and that can impact the way they have relationships later in life. And it can also impact the elderly. Yeah, yeah, that's, I've heard about those things. Yes. Um, so you get people who have experienced domestic violence to do artwork. Yes, or no, uh, or have recognized the need, maybe in their family or a friend, and they do artwork. It could be a painting, it could be a sculpture, it could be mixed media, a photograph, and then they submit it. And then we have the art, art exhibit in August, and it's a really nice event. Event. We have food and. And do you have it every the same location every time? Uh, or does it we've changed around? the location a couple times lately. It's been at the East Palestine Country Club, uh-huh. and so, we have ongoing music there by David Byers. Yes, and uh, he used to work at the Tobin Center. Yeah, and oh, he's really? a musician. And, and does he, he own the music shop in East Liverpool? No, not, not. But that it's one. the same name. Same. Yeah, that same was my name. ukulele teacher. I know. <laughs> I kind of figured. Yeah. 
Okay, so you have your art exhibit then that's mm -hmm. coming up and that comes up every fall. Mm -hmm. And if people wanted to get more information about that, you have it posted on your Facebook page and those places. Yes, and on our website. Okay. Yes. And then do you have any, I know that in the, at Christmas time, you always do something. Yes, we, we, we have, we usually participate in the Snowflake Festival, which is the first Saturday in December. And then we've also been asked to be on the house tour this year in November. Oh. So we haven't uh, figured that out yet. We're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. Oh my God. That's a lot of work. I've done it twice. I know. I know. So it is a lot of work. Yes. So if you um, had an opportunity to talk to my listeners, mm -hmm. um, what would you think the most important thing they should get out of this uh, podcast is today? What, what do you think that they should be sitting at home going, wow, I'm glad she said that because I didn't know that. Well, part of our mission is uh, we believe in hope and healing and the power of change. And I think that's the most important. There is hope, there is healing, and there is power in changing. And that doesn't mean that bad things don't happen because they do. But I do believe that people can recover. Yeah. Good. I do believe that. That's, well, and part of it is, especially my age group and up, mm -hmm. we don't want to admit that there could be anything wrong with us. Well, right. that is true. You know, it's hard to admit. Yeah. It takes courage. Mm -hmm. And to, to say, get to the point where you're willing to say, I need help. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. so all I'm trying to do with this podcast is show them that there are places to go to get help. Mm -hmm. And I hope that we're really enlightening people by just talking to you too, because I didn't know half the stuff that you're saying. <laughs> and it's, it's just very enlightening. So um, if they wanted to uh, get in touch with you, um, you live in East Palestine. Yes. Correct. Right uh, down right, from the, or right on Market Street. On Market Street. Sort of diagonally across from Corby's. Okay. And your phone number if they needed to call? 330-426-2147. Good. And you have uh, an email account? Yes. Yes. It is Ozer Ministries, and that's O-Z-E-R Ministries at att.net. Good. And also, if they couldn't remember any of that, mm -hmm. um, any service agency or any, uh, like, even the police station would know where you I are. I hope so, yes. Um, if they're involved in any sort of county mm -hmm. program or anything, they mm -hmm. could be referred to you by them. Yes. Right. Um, is there a cost for the services? Um, we operate on, a lot of times, because we have contracts with Job and Family Services, a lot of times our services are covered. Um, but we also operate on donation basis or, you know, we don't usually turn people away. Okay. We so, really try to work with individuals. So if they really didn't have any money, they don't let that hold them back. Right. From exactly. Back. Yes. That's, that's a, a nice thing to know. Um, you, you do, you don't take insurance though. We do not. We do not. Okay. Well, I'm sure that there's ways to work things out yeah. and if people need help, I think, um, I would hope that they're at least learning from this podcast that there is a place right here in East Palestine that they could go. And sometimes we can bar barter with them. They can do services for us mm -hmm. or 
give something if they don't have financial mm -hmm. money. Yeah. yeah, good. You can always find something for people to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it might lead to another opportunity mm -hmm. for them also. Absolutely. So wonderful. Well, do you have anything else that you've been thinking about saying, gee, I, I should tell her about that. <laughs> I don't think so. How about you, John? No. no. We just love what we're doing and mm -hmm. glad to be able to help the community well, it and shows. the surrounding area. And we are very fortunate. You've been there um, 36 years in East Palestine mm -hmm. with this. That's wonderful. One of the best kept secrets in town. Because yeah. <laughs> when I would go by your house, I think, I wonder what they do do. <laughs> But I now know. I know. Yeah. So you are. And um, I, I'm just glad that you were able to take the time to stop and, and chat with me today. Well, thank, oh, you. Thank, thank you. Thank Barb. you. Thank you, Daryl and John, for visiting with me today. You certainly made me more aware of all of the services that the two of you performed to help the people in Columbiana County. I didn't know any of that. You definitely picked the correct name for your business because you truly are helpers for many people in our area who need assistance. You can reach Daryl or John by calling 330-426-2147 or email them at ozerministries at att.net. That is O-Z-E-R-M-I-N I-S-T-R-I-E-S at A-T-T dot net. Be sure and check back next Tuesday for another podcast about the great services and people that live here in East Palestine, Ohio. Happy trails.